The Origins of is a podcast about ancient wisdom, crazy myths, everyday objects and concepts, and the overall creativity and innovation of humanity. I'm Jesse, and I work in higher education. I'm Olivia, and I'm a designer. We are two curious people who spend time thinking about why something is the way it is. Or when it became that way. Join us to explore the origins of the things we encounter around us every day. Hi guys, this is the origins of today. We are talking about the origins of wine and beer. And this is Olivia. I'll be starting us off with wine. And this is Jesse. I will be doing beer. Which is really fitting because you like beer a whole lot more than me. Um, and I true. like wine. I drink wine. I drink it more in the winter when uh, Adrian, my my boyfriend, um, thinks it should be drank, I guess. He thinks of beer as like a summer drink so and it's, wine. It's- yeah, it's funny that you're doing that. We're doing this one. If you're like, I mean, like beer, uh, wine. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the biggest thing about wine and beer is how how cultural they are, mm-hmm. um, and how important they are um, to culture. Just to repeat myself, but you know, wine is even shows up in um, biblical texts, mm-hmm. um, and has such a big influence on us. And beer, of course, is so, right. It's American. Yeah, beer is, a, and I guess european as well but uh i've recently been drinking my wine out of a box (laughs) that i bought at kroger the box is so funny so delicious (laughs) uh it actually i ben makes fun of me because i have um ben my husband makes fun of me because i made i was grumbled about buying it because i think it was 18 or 20 dollars but it's Mm -hmm. three bottles of wine and it keeps because the thing with wine that i learned is you're not just supposed to close the bottle and like the air that's mm-hmm. in it you're supposed to vacuum in it and get the air yeah out. which we don't do we so just the, cork it up. but the box actually makes it stay fresher yeah and um the one i buy is some sort of red <laughs> blend and it's delicious <laughs> with spicy food i don't can't even explain it it just makes all food oh. taste better <laughs> well i don't know all of that and you're not talking about how it is actually <laughs> made but i can tell you where it originated i'm so excited um, so quick guess would you like to guess which one of ours is older, wine or beer? Would you have a stab? Based on my research, uh, my sources might be biased. Uh, beer is older. <laughs> right. Well, my sources say that wine is older. <laughs> um, wine is pretty much the agreed upon time when it was discovered is forever ago. That's kind of the note that I have. Um, so I'm just going to dive right into the very first time. Actually, this is very, very agreed upon um, across all of the articles that I read, which is kind of rare in our last podcast. Um, sources differed a little mm-hmm. bit, but everybody in the whole research and community agrees that the very first instance of wine that was discovered was 7000 BC. Now, this is when it was discovered, not when it was first made. Um, 7, 000- what do you mean by discovered? I will get Like there. there's evidence of? Okay. Yeah, that, that was the there. first time okay. we officially have evidence of wine. So it was 7000 BC. This was, oh, and I have a handy um, history of wine, very beautiful infographic. And since I am Ooh. a designer, I can appreciate a good infographic. And it will be posted on the website under the wine slash beer post. Um, at the origins of podcast. the origins of podcast.com. Um, so this little handy chart starts in 7000 BC, uh, BCE, I guess is the technical term. You're a history major. It just means if you do BC, that just means before Christ and then more, um, less religiocentric people would just call it before the common era. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. I just learned something. So okay. before common era and it's the same p- period because truly that is like the marker, but okay. it, that's what it means. Well, we're going to do 7000 BCE because that's what my um, snazzy infographic says. It says this is the first time that they discovered fermented honey slash rice slash fruit residue found in China. The big thing about that is that they found this residue inside of a clay like um, vessel. They think they, mm-hmm. they kind of refer to those differently. The Chinese love <laughs> clay vessels. Clay vessels. Oh my God. I saw so many of them in all the museums <laughs> in China. Well, the, the, the problem with that, with, with this discovery is that if they've already learned how to keep it in a vessel, we're way past the trial and error stage of creating wine. They, they found it, you know, kind of filled up. You, you don't really fill up things that are still. But what if it was the accidental residue of something else they were storing in the vat and it. 
Well, it was actually, fermented. they found it on the, the little top rim part where you would drink it. They did not, it would make sense if they had found it like at the bottom of like a barrel okay. or something. Okay. But because of you. the way, and also because of how it was mixed, it was specifically like a honey rice and they're not really sure what fruit it was. They just know that it was the, um, the acid, the tartaric acid. Tartaric. Okay. They just know it was tartaric acid, so that that could have led to a variety of grapes or these other little honey berry things that they had. Um, so because it was that specific mixture, they're like, "Oh snap, that was wine." They were drinking. They were definitely drinking by that point. Um, so my research definitely huh. points to. Oh yeah. So yeah, they found that. Um, and then in, oh, I'm so excited to compare because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've been learning so much about beer. So I feel like I could have gone a little further into fermentation and, and where like that's the, the general common word here is the fermentation is it's how these things are working. But I'm not interested in, in the dates. I'm interested in how people first understood how to do that. You get a bunch of grapes. You somehow drink them when they're nasty like that mm-hmm. that sort of relationship there is is what i'm really interested in about origins like who is the first person to like have like a, a, a box of grapes that has somehow rotted in the sun and you haven't decided to it would be a good thing to drink it yeah so that's kind of what i dug into i less was thinking about oh you know how old how old exactly this was um but i can run us through the, the quick kind of history and the origin because it does get really interesting um, so the next agreed upon date is actually 4100 BCE. So there's 3000 years there that people were uh, discovering 3000 years. That mm-hmm. is a long time. Um, this is when the oldest winery was found in a cave in Armenia. Armenia? Armenia? This is I not the pronunciation I, I don't, podcast. I, I, yeah, so. You don't have to. It's um, okay. So after 3000 years, we now have a winery. So it goes to show that people were definitely um trial and erroring with wine they were learning how to mix varieties and it had spread to armenia at that point from china um the next one is the 1500 to 300 bce the phoenicians spread they call it vitus vinifera throughout the mediterranean 340 bce aristotle drinks black wine um in the greek islands and then he, he remarked that it tasted like oregano and thyme, which is like such a Greekish thing to say. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to add that. And then our boy Pliny wrote about <laughs> He's wine. Back. He's back. <laughs> he wrote about wine in 70 BCE. He wrote in his Naturalis Historia, in wine, there is truth. And guess what? I have a fun side note. I decided to just buy it. I went on Amazon and I, was I bought. Just, do you bought his book? Yes. I was just thinking. I feel like we need to own this yeah. book if we are. Going yes. To do this if in the span of two podcasts, <laughs> the same person was mentioned, two out of two, right? Two, two out of two podcasts. Um. So I was looking it up, and I, I did find like an archived version where people have gone through like each line of his book and have like cross referenced it. And I was like, no, 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 I need to have this the in original hand. Um. So I I, I bought a version of it so that i could refer back so that we could refer you got a hard copy it. it's in the mail yeah it is in the mail oh i'm so excited this is the wonder of amazon <laughs> not sponsored but i just hopped on amazon and typed in pliny's uh natural history and there it was in all of its 47 chapters wow. for Can like you... 12 dollars. it'll be here thursday with I'm free so two-day excited. shipping <laughs> i can't Woo! wait um we need to do the origin of mail jotting yeah. that down um which, oh, that that's a great segue into my next wine thing. The biggest thing about wine um, and all of the origins is that wine really opened up trade because trading water is boring. You mm-hmm. don't need to trade water. Mm-hmm. Um, wine as a drink is really what opened up, you know, it's the first thing you trade. It's like, oh, we have these delicious fruits over here. What do your fruits taste like? Um, even as far back as... Um, the 4100 BCE, where the oldest winery was found, they found different varieties of wine. So it's like, oh, they're already learning how to. Well, once you've found do... wine, yeah, you're gonna just <laughs> yeah, you want to see what other fruits the craft do. wine, right? Um, so uh, those were all the fun dates, and I I will post this. Um, oh, and then I guess at zero, that's the year zero, right? Because it was mm-hmm. BCE, and mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. AD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it literally says zero. Jesus turns water into wine. And I'll get into kind of the biblical references of that. Um, so that's kind of like the, the very first year that the zero is when um, Jesus actually um, transfers that over. So it has biblical um, connotation as well. So that's the agreed upon 7000 BC. However, 
they have found so you know um you know limes are like not real fruits like 100 200 years ago we didn't have limes they were just like they're just a variation of lemon that's why they don't have seeds and that's why they don't have a name for it in spanish yes yes which is really confusing because it and always confuses yes. me when you when we went to mexico everybody was referring to everything as a limon and i was like ah oh, how do you know if it's a lemon it's and, a green limon yeah and i asked that um we were at breakfast and everybody was and i was like what do you guys do if you want to ask for a lemon and they were like we don't really do that. Like, you ask for a lime? You, no, ask for like, okay. So, because the word for lime is limon. They don't oh, really have a I word. Understand. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, <laughs> they just don't ask for lemons. <laughs> yeah. There no, are no who, lemons in who Mexico. Who wants that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the thing about that, I, I comment that because grapes, uh, this is why I say wine's been around forever and ever, is because mm-hmm. they have found, oh, I think I underlined it. It was, it was too long and I couldn't find the actual reference to this because I'm like, that's, it's a far stretch, but they said 60 million years. They, they found leaves of a grape plant a long, long, like dinosaurs were getting drunk off of wine. But they found the plant or they, they found, found the that it was fermented? They found the plant. So they're arguing that, bef- okay, so, okay, that's why I brought up the pottery thing with, with China. So just because... We discovered the wine on like the lip of the the, the jar, the vessel, mm-hmm. the clay vessel. That does not mean that that is when wine was created. That that is probably when they actually had the means to store it long term. So we don't actually know. And this is across all of my research. We don't actually know when first man drank wine. We have theorized and why they were drinking it and how it got so far um, dispersed. But as far as um, the exact date. And like the exact region, we we just aren't going to be sure. But we do know mm. that grapes are a fruit slash plant that have been around for a long time. Um, so that is something that kind of they are arguing that wine could have been something that people were drinking forever ago. Um, and the reason that is, which makes a lot of sense to me, is that the grape is an amazing fruit for people in early man it has a lot of sugar it's got a lot of little um, i've never thought about that yeah it's it's a really good um plant for energy you know it's like a little snack so if you're gonna go and out it kind of already hunt. has its little skin it's like right yeah you know, filled so if i'm like an early hunter i would have my little my little pouch mm-hmm. on my little belt right and i just put like a little bundle of grapes in there and snack on it i just feel i just feel like that's not something that um you can quantify because you wouldn't really find grape remnants. It wasn't the. It wasn't until they found the tartaric acid, which was a special mixture of the honey, the rice, and the um, the fruit. Um, so I'm going to walk us through a couple of the theories of how wine might have been um, come across. The first one is actually not been proven, and I tried to look it up. But the first one, it, there's a little bit of a myth about elephants getting drunk. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of this. Um, so the first is that people, researchers were theorizing that the Indian elephant or just elephants in general. And then there's also this little like monkey that they were noticing that they were getting drunk off the fruit. They were finding the fruits that had fallen to the forest floor mm, and had sat there in the sun mm-hmm. and they were eating it. And then they were getting tipsy. Acting <laughs> like my cats when yeah. I give them catnip. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Um, I did look up the the drunk elephant myth though, and that that has been proven to be a, a myth with the elephants um, in terms of like an elephant getting super drunk. But it does make sense that you would watch a monkey eat something and go, "Oh, that's safe, mm-hmm. right?" You that's would say, true. "Okay, he's eating those rotten grapes, and he seems to be very much enjoying them. Let me have a bite." <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't killed over it yet. Right. That that looks great. So that is the. Um, Origin number one. Origin number two is that it was perceived as a medicine by a wise woman, which makes so much sense. This one to me is probably my um, my uh, my favorite theory. And then also there's a fun statistic in that 10% of your liver enzymes convert alcohol to energy. 10%. Like your body, your human body, your liver was cr- created or evolved to have 10 whole percent, which is a huge chunk, I mean, of its enzymes will convert mm-hmm. alcohol into energy. So they're theorizing that that's, that's a way to prove that it's much, much older and that our bodies have evolved to be able to process and use some alcohol. of it mm-hmm. and not just have to. And use some of it. The medicine is really interesting because it does numb you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so people would use it to um, prescribe for like pain relief. 
Um, and also, it was much safer to drink wine than it was it, than it was to drink water, which totally blew my mind. I was like, oh my, that makes so much sense. Like if the water's got like bacteria in it, but like wine has already been. Spoiler alert, that's why most beverages (gasps) exist. No, that's why most beverages exist. Yeah, water has been unsafe for most of human history. I didn't. If you were at all drinking contaminated water, you'd get a lot sicker than you would if you just drank beer all day or even um, soda. Like, I had no idea. I just, my little privileged world, I I did not that concept did not enter my brain until researching wine. That water is not something that wow, is just I'm so, so excited easy. because I thought everyone knew that. No, so I had no I idea. Well, so everyone at home, go ahead and drink those soft drinks and drink your beer. No, for real. You should They're drink very, water. They're very I mean you should drink water. Very bad for you. <laughs> now that we can clean water, but Yeah, but it makes sense that that's the way it's boring to trade water. That's the number one thing. But also it's so much easier to trade a drink that's not gonna be, you know, just disgusting with like bacteria because it's already been processed mm-hmm. um yeah that 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 concept just blows my mind like that that is an origin and that as it as something that um um that early man just knew that okay these these drinks and that that's like like you're saying that's how a lot of these drinks came to be um yeah that's awesome yeah i that's something that i did not know is that is that going to show up in your notes absolutely oh my god I feel like you're much more elaborate with your beer. Um, and then also, so the, the third, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> oh, so the, the third way. So number one was the animals. Number two was the medicine. But number three, they just agree that it was probably a mistake. They were like, it was probably that they were storing grapes to go um, in like a little pouch and someone picked it up and drank the juice. And then it was, you know, it already turned and mm-hmm. they were feeling a little buzzed. They were ancient, ancient buzzed. Um, so those are like the three kind of stabs at that. Though I'll also read um, how the how they think the Chinese might have done this. And I don't really agree with this, but we'll see. So from an article on the Scientific American, they were talking about... Um, some of their theories of the origins and their number one was was the animals as well and there they also said that it was tipsy tree shrews tipsy tree sh- shrews yep Tri- tipsy tree shoes oh, an animal right yep a that's shrew. an animal they mm-hmm. actually attributed tipsy to it because apparently they do drink a lot and drunken monkeys <laughs> um they also said that chinese beverage makers probably chewed up rice kernels and then spit the mash into a communal pot to brew with fruit Chinese who? Chinese beverage makers. What? Yep. Would chew up the rice kernels. Okay, I have a ma- disgusting piece of information, but, but it's is this gr- mine that's gross? grosser. <laughs> spit the mash <laughs> into a pot to brew with the, the, the fruit. Yeah. So our next party that I'm going to host, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to... Hey, some- guys, by the way, it's all um, pre-chewed. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> So I don't, that's, that's obviously theorizing because you can't prove that they did mm-hmm. that. But I think that's, I guess the, the enzymes in your mouth breaking down their rice and mm-hmm. how, but how they knew to do that is what really blows my mind. Like who was the first person to say, Hey, it's, I'm going to spin this. I think it's going to work. It's going to, it's going to taste delicious. Like this is all going to mix great. And it's then pre yeah, spit. It's, <laughs> it's so gross. And then the next one is. It would take another 5,000 years before they developed another system, this one's even more fun, of growing molds on steamed cakes of cereal, not cereals, but like cereals mm-hmm. as in like, you know. Grains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And herbs and adding them to rice brew. So we've we've evolved from spit to mold on the sides of cakes. So the Chinese were definitely um, very well versed in molds and enzymes breaking down in, in the process of this. So that that is feeling really old but i you also can't quite um quantify that or or prove any of that that's just all the the theorizing but well the interesting thing about that too is that we almost made this episode wine and cheese yes and cheese is made from mold (laughs) yeah i do think we should do a cheese episode because again it's the same thing where i'm just amazed at the concept of a person looking at molded some molded Mm -hmm. anything and saying that looks delicious well except that you brought up a really good point because i when we were talking about the ideas of the idea of this podcast, one of the things we mentioned was, well, who are the people who decided to take that risk and be the person who mm-hmm. tried this moldy thing? They could have just as easily killed over and died. <laughs> but you bring up the point that maybe they were observing animals. Anim- yeah, animals. Right. 
eating these things and seeing that they were not dying. Right. And actually, the very first line of this article says, although microbes may have invented alcohol, but I'm like, look, this That's is not, not... doesn't count as an invention. Right. This is not the origins <laughs> that microbes created. This is origins of, of people. I guess we should be more specific. This yes. is this is the human mankind origins, not not microbes. Like that mm-hmm. that's great for them, but uh, yeah, we're focusing on that. And that that that's a good point though, that microbes. It really, if you get down to it, it's biology that's doing that. Like wine didn't get invented or didn't get didn't originate. It got discovered. Almost. Well, but here's the thing. Discovery. Here's the thing. Here's the um, distinction is I think that wine it's not so much discovered but that it when it starts to become commercialized or or regularly brewed like when someone is deciding that they're going to make this rather Mm -hmm. than like an accidental pot of sludge Mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely um i also wanted to note that wasps will carry yeast on their little feet yeah so they will deposit the yeast on the little grapes I keep I keep saying little like it makes it cuter. I guess like if it's a little, little wasp, and it's, little it's like wasps. much cuter. So the little wasp would have like the little yeast and um the little yeast <laughs> <laughs> um, that would go on the the little grapes and that would also um make them into Burn, wine yeah. eventually. Yes, um so that provide the, uh, pro- fermentation. Process. Yeah. So the next origin that I kind of wanted to touch on though is is that. Um, I don't know if you know this, but like grapes, there's like a certain pollination that has to happen to make sure that your crops don't get contaminated. Like if you think about it, if I'm a if I'm a orchard vineyarder person, if I own a vineyard mm-hmm. and I've got some little wine patch or some little grape vine patches, <laughs> um, how do you prevent I'm a vineyardist? Right? <laughs> I have grape wine um, patches. We'll get real technical here. Um, <laughs> how do you prevent all of the bees from picking up? pollen from your competitor your neighboring competitors mm-hmm. grapevine for patches. better or worse yeah right. you don't want to be contaminated yeah they had to genetically huh. alter the uh the patches i don't know the actual term it, it's a vineyard the, the vineyard, vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> the patches of well it's a vineyard but okay well they had to genetically modify the plant the plants they had to genetically modify the plants to enable them to not have to not be cross-contaminated now this recently no, this actually did happen in um, when within the first vineyard, and I have this amazing chart. Whoa! Uh, I have this amazing chart that I will also toss up. It's called Vine to Wine Circle, and it is the species of the genus Vitus to- through the ages ampliform hybrids, and it goes through each of the years and when these different plants different strains of grapevines were created and it, it like even gets into like leaves shoot the shoots the seeds the pollen um what year they think it um originated and then what region it thinks it hopped from place Whoa. to place yeah they were getting real serious with this so they were genetically modifying grapes yes in olden times yes well not genetically but you know how you do like the cross um like breed it until it kind of gets to the point where it's not gonna um cross-contaminate super interesting they so were think, so to technical. me crossbreeding is different than genetically yes. modifying though because genetically modifying implies that like they're <laughs> they understand yeah the scientists are a thing <laughs> and i don't know they necessarily knew that no that we did not do any genetics pre although maybe i'm um, not giving them enough credit no, i don't know no you're correct there we did not we did not get into that um, but they were crossbreeding to a point that um, when it finally gets over to Egypt, so that's the other fun fact, is that Egypt was like one of the huge hubs for wine, except no grapes originally grew there. So how did Egypt manage to have all of this wine, this huge this huge network of wine, and it's that it they were It goes back to brought- trade, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all about trade. That, like, wine mm-hmm. was one of the first things to be, to be traded. Um, and I'll, I'm going to... Um, pop it up but there is an amazing hieroglyphic of like the step-by-step on how to make wine and how to like um store it and there's what looks like a bottle like a um what's it called the little quirky thing that you put into like it's called the bottle stopper no the little bottle stopper thing you know uh you'll see it in the hieroglyphic i don't have it printed. it's on the it's on the site um but it's like a great informational like step one get great step true but it's in hieroglyphics and it's so old and it's so interesting that even at that point, they knew mm-hmm. enough about wine um, where it was a really big deal. And, of course, wine is just all throughout the Bible. And then my last fun fact that I will – that's that, that's kind of the origin of wine. It really is um, – they're, they're researching 
Um, they're still research- researching today what the actual origin is. We do agree that it was 7,000 BC is when we first discovered the um, the, uh, the the remnants, residue. the mm-hmm. residue. And then the first winery um, was in 4100 BC. But past that, I mean, it's kind of anyone's game as far as like, how did early man first actually discover this this drink? And hopefully maybe beer will shed a little bit more light in that. But my last little fun fact I thought was really interesting is that one of the stories in the Bible is that as soon as Noah, you know, who had the ark, mm-hmm. as soon as the flood was done, Noah steps off the ark and he's like, all right, plant those grapes. <laughs> we got to start again. Step one, get the wine going. <laughs> so I, I have a question. Which um, grape is older? Oh, that was kind of what I was talking about with the um, the 7,000 BC. They're not going to be able to tell because of the tartaric acid. That can be from a multitude of fruits. So, but I just, oh, on oh, my that's little a chart. Good point. I mean, I just mean, I just mean like when they, even if it's, even if it was only 500 years ago, when they started to make what we know today as wine mm-hmm. with grapes, was it white grapes? Or was it oh, I'm not sure. I didn't quite get into the, the, the origination of the, all the, the styles. I was just looking more at like the ancient ancient history. I just didn't um, know if it came up. But um, if I had to guess, I would actually assume that we got red and white bays in the same way that we do limes and lemons. <laughs> it's that maybe in the beginning one there, there from was one. Yeah, none of my research actually pointed to that because I was really getting into origin of where the wine came from. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't really like, well, the Egyptians preferred white wine and most of it was just wine um i feel like course, all of the biblical representations of wine are just red wine but i don't know why i think that it could i don't be, know it could be literally just based on yeah pictures of the last supper or something right we'll have to do a corrections corner i mean all of the wine that is mentioned and like uh, i mentioned before with homer and actually our our never aired pilot podcast with the color blue in that in homer's odyssey um when he describes the sea it is always a wine dark sea which obviously if they were drinking white wine i don't know oh, if you would describe the sea in that way yeah um so i'm i'm pretty sure they mostly drank red wine but i don't think they had the distinction it wasn't like you know the ancient greeks were like do you want white wine or red wine with that Chardonnay. i think it was just wine that would yeah. be like someone in game of thrones being like what type of do you want some craft beer or would you like <laughs> this like general i don't think it's it's more <laughs> of like here's some red versus white like you don't get to the tavern and they're like would you prefer white? i don't know i feel like they might have if those egyptians were as serious right, about it as they yeah i will look know. that up and i will bring it to our corrections corner or our, our additions uh corner the additions <laughs> attic yeah. yeah the additions <laughs> attic we'll do that <laughs> for our next um, or no yeah i like the additions attic all right so that that is wine um which i found Interesting the fact that, again, when some of these origins get too old, we're not going to be able to have historical evidence yeah, of them. Yeah, it's um, the difference of when so we're there's gonna, yeah, anthropology, we're, which yeah. when I talk to my students at, in college, and they're like, what is this class I can take? And I'm like, well, <laughs> anthropology. And I remember one time I described it really, uh, I was really long-winded about it, and I got home and I, and I said, Ben, I just couldn't really figure out how to describe anthropology. And he was like... Uh, isn't it this the study of humans before there was a written record? Like, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yes, I guess it is. I mean, it's because compro- I was like, it comprises a lot of different disciplines. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, your student definitely <laughs> lost interest at that point. <laughs> well, now you know. Now you know that. <laughs> that is actually what I use now to explain yeah, to my students. The like, one What's line. anthropology? Right. <laughs> um, so uh, I did beer. And I was, uh, the first thing when you start to look at beer, I hate when they're like, well, I mean, the oldest, uh, beer was found in China, but then really this other history of beer is this. Mm-hmm. And I can never find any other information about qualifying what that oldest beer in China was. It was just like one sentence briefly mentioned, but then they would go into all this other history, mm-hmm. which is really more about Mesopotamia. Um, so I'm going to go into that. So to throw a bone back to yours, your wine thing, it says on here, um, China, 7,000 BCE, first brewed, first beer first brewed, question mark, question mark. And I guess it was called Q. I'm wondering if that isn't just a fermented thing. Yeah, that, that could found. be the same thing as yours. It could be the same origin of, I mean, it's, it's still a fermented drink. So I don't have a lot of other information yeah. to qualify that, but I'm going to throw a bone to say yeah. maybe it was 
I mean, I mine was specifically tartaric acid and honey. Got you. So unless well, it that was, could be different. but I mean, it does make sense that if they found those ruins or if they found, you know, a bunch of clay vessels. Well, I didn't look any more into it because okay. I was really interested in all the Mesopotamia <laughs> stuff. So but I went I, yeah. that route instead. But there's this line here, just throwing a bone out to China. But Mesopotamia, um, I think is far more fascinating. There's a lot more going on here. So I'm going to go into that um, because yeah. they're... Uh, Mesopotamia is modern-day Iran, okay. okay? And then Sumeria is, like, the southern portion okay. of Iran. And this was all making me think back to really boring things that I had to read <laughs> in college about Gilgamesh. And I was just really – well, we've talked about this. Aww. I the, Some of the ancient stuff is just so dull it's to so me. It's so fun. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, that's right. Sumeria. The Sumerians and Mesopotamia and Gilgamesh and – um, these guys were hanging out in what is modern day Iran and they, uh, they credit a lot of early, early settlement, um, beer, like evidence of beer around 3,500 BC to about 3000 BC. Does that mean the mine's older? Did we? Well, if you're going <laughs> to throw out that 7,000 <laughs> number or something, but there are, uh, I'm going to go ahead and spill some beans here. There are historians who argue that beer might even be older than bread. That no. as soon as there were grains, there was fermented stuff that people started to try. Yeah, and it was, snap. Yeah. So I, I again, you know, I think that would be worth exploring a little deeper because that's a little bit crazy. I mean, people need sustenance, but then there's all these beer fanatics who are like, do well, you I mean, need sustenance? you know, you can, you need to do drink before you, you need to eat. <laughs> You'll die faster by not drinking. <laughs> so I don't know about all that, but yes. So in Mesopotamia around that era, the about 3000 BC, um, which is about 5,000 years ago. Okay. Um, it is confirmed that people were drinking beer then, right? Confirmed. Yes. Lots of speculation that it was being brewed earlier, but there's not a lot of evidence, right? It's just, um, or that the product might have been different, okay? Mm -hmm. So any earlier than that, there's really only speculation um, that it was being consumed. Okay, <clears throat> so I did mention the thing about beer possibly being before bread, um, but that's also pretty controversial. It was likely that, um, so basically the origin of beer is that it was discovered what accidentally while making bread okay right that so makes if you sense think about you've got some grains or putting them together they go a little bad they ferment you've got some beer but someone drank it mm -hmm. like someone Actually, was like you know what no I know not we only trying to make bread not only but... did they drink it um there are historians who credit the invention of the straw literally because and and you can read lots of poems of mesopotamia mesopotamians uh drinking through straws wait 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 you mean like a straw? Uh-huh, the invention of the straw. Like that I drink my like Coke uh -huh. out of. Like Yeah. Because what? they would drink it because it was so thick. It was like porridge consistency. Oh, no. And so there was all the bread and herb no. and like grain uh grain hulls left in it. And so <laughs> they would use the straw. They invented the straw. No. So they wouldn't have to drink all that nasty crap. And that was my gross fact. That, <gasps> that you... is so gross. <laughs> no, I think that's way thing? grosser. Really? <laughs> okay. What's what's grosser? Okay. So if I if I present you with this deliciously looking wine and I'm like, there was a little bit of spit in it. Right, and you're like, okay, but it's still like wine, or is it gross? Drinking sludge through, a yeah. Straw if it's like, look at like all this weird like, crap at the bottom, mush. And yeah, they described it as porridge consistency. That uh -huh. is so gross, and I don't understand why people. <laughs> how how brave and or how desperate are you for a buzz that you like? You know what? If that gives me a buzz, I'm just gonna. Go I'm for going it. for it. I can't believe. So did we just inadvertently stumble upon the origin of the straw? Uh -huh. as well? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bonus. Exactly. Bonus origin of straw. Now that was one thing that I mentioned to you earlier that I wanted to do more research on because I really oh, did yeah. feel like for my listeners, for, I should qualify that with like yeah. what actually though. But we'll have to do yeah. save it for origin of actual. We'll, we'll, have we'll to do, do that. Something like um, okay, you know, bar paraphernalia or something. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll know. do coasters. Useful <laughs> tools in the kitchen. I don't yeah. know <laughs> um, oh, no. how to drink a smoothie. That just grossed right. me out so much. So that is, uh, yeah, apparently the origin of the straw, and Stick it came up. It came up in multiple things that I read. Um, that origin of straw thing, but it also could be like 
that people love that story. So I'm not sure if they're just that's true. It's just a fun self, story. Um, what is that called when you um, self perpetuating? Yeah, self perpetuating. That it just Woo. people love to tell a story. So, um, but there is also um, a lot of early grains were barley and barley doesn't make very good bread. So there's also this kind of thought that possibly people were using the barley for fermentation and beer when it wasn't really useful for bread. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And this goes back to an even older development. If you think about it, this was kind of my like, well, duh moment is that as soon as you have extra grain, that's also when like civilization started in the form of cities where, where people mm-hmm. people couldn't didn't have to go out and provide yeah. they, suddenly there was a surplus of grain meaning there was a surplus of people who could do other things and so then you were going to have also people who could mm-hmm. brew things like beer or experiment with things just like they were doing other things but you get all that from the grain surplus in the first place hmm. so um it's very old and let's see here so there was another thing that I was reading about um, once humans settled down, they learned to cultivate grains. Um, that's um, about 13,000 years ago, really when just people started not Ugh. being, mm-hmm. when people started shifting into civilizations where there were people who were hunter-gatherers and people who were farmers and mm-hmm. that type of thing. So la- arguably fermentation, which is, as you said, a biologically naturally yeah. occurring Thanks, thing. Thanks, microbes. Uh it was happening that long ago, right? We just don't have a lot of evidence until about that fifth century BC mm-hmm. to show um, that per- people were producing ales, right? So, um, and fifth fifth century BC, wouldn't that just be five hundred? years bc i saw a lot of those were okay. in my research where they say the fifth century and i think i was going to ask you about it because you're my history person oh, what no, does it mean if I'm it's fifth fail. century bc <laughs> does that mean it's the it would mean well yeah no it would mean century? oh i got you yeah so but it's in reverse right <laughs> it is in reverse so it's i don't want to be put on the spot like that uh will be <laughs> Um, in the additions attic next <laughs> next addition, we're going to be more clear about that. We will clarify that. Um, but so yeah, the gross disgusting thing about uh, beer. So in um, Mesopotamia, specifically in Sumeria, I mentioned um, the really really wonderful thing that I learned is that the original brewers were women um, priestesses, yes. and it was really because they were also the people who were doing a lot of meal preparation, that, and so they yes. were the brewers. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're the one in the kitchen, you're going to be the you're one, be the one brewing making beer. The beer, and so they were. Okay. Um, so much so that the Sumerians wrote this entire epic poem um, about their goddess Ninkasi, who is the goddess what? of beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this awesome. poem, which is ancient, it includes the recipe for this Alulu beer, like this ancient, ancient <sighs> beer that someone translated a Sumerian professor translated and then the people from Anchor Brewing the founder of Anchor Brewing in San Francisco um followed the instructions what? like it was it was um precise enough that someone made this ancient beer which is super cool this was in the 90s that he did this yeah and he presented it at like a brewer's conference or something like that and it was it um 3.5 abv it was very similar to a a beer Uh today but it did not keep very well so okay this is an area where i know that if you're interested in beer you will probably go look this up (laughs) i was very fascinated it's one of the things when i was reading about it in the article i was like wait what there's an ancient brewing recipe like surely someone has made this right and someone Mm -hmm. did um so the uh this poem though is very epic and they talk a lot about Ninkasa and their gods and very much yeah. so we'll like post it. Is that so- beer is the you know god's gift to us and we can be merry and drink wow. it and um yeah and the females were the ones making it so how exciting is that that Around- is super exciting yes it's um so it's all this is going on in mesopotamia and then basically by about 2000 bc so about 4,000 years ago, mm-hmm. there's evidence that beer was commercialized, meaning people were making it and actually trading it. So okay. that was, yeah, very old. And one other, so I have, I have two other really cool things about the history of origins of beer. One is that the Babylonians, um, I 
they I think they're close to the, the Mesopotamians. <laughs> also, we need to bring old. a map to these things. <laughs> Uh, the Babylonians commercialized it so much that they actually classified their, all of the beers into about 20 different categories based on characteristics. And I was super fascinated and what? I tried Googling it and I didn't do as much research as I should have, but I wanted to know if that list exists somewhere so we could look at the ancient categories of beer right, and see listeners. if there are lagers and ales. And then within yeah, that, if there's like an ancient golden, beer menu, if there's like, yeah, exactly. Wouldn't I would it be, be so, so cool? killer. I would love I to see get that. an ancient porter you know like all all of that ancient, i like so how we're calling it an ancient beer you know. menu, but for them it would just be like a i don't know a scroll like a scroll a scroll well i mean this scroll. was uh the poem that was translated it was translated off of clay tablets that had the instructions clay tablets. for beer mm-hmm. that's the part that no, it's really super kills old. me like yeah. how like and i really wanted to do this and i think it would be a good addition later is is comparing like if i say something is seven thousand bce it's hard for your brain to wrap around how old that really is. Or like is. what else was going on right. at the time and if, in humanity. If they mm-hmm. don't even have paper yet where they're writing these things down. Like they invented wine and beer before they could like. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> not before they could write, but before they invented like books paper. and paper. Yeah. And they were I mean, like, we got to get our drink on yeah. first. Then we'll worry about all the other crazy inventions later. I have a, I have a couple of super wonderful timelines that I got from when, well, from classes I took in college where I would just at the end I would kind of like write this whole timeline down and it was it's, oh it helped so much with con- conceptualizing like spatial when things are happening in time and I'll have right. to dig them out they're you should so have fun. known me in college that I could have designed all your timelines into oh my God, wonderful just, infographics they're just on notebook paper <laughs> but they're really nice. partner up yes. no I, I love a good timeline because it really does show um I mean especially 7,000 BCE, that is like, that's 9,000 years ago. And yeah. I, we can't even comprehend yeah. what that's like. I mean, what what when would you say is like medieval? Isn't that like the... Medieval, mm-hmm. it's it's basically it's basically a little bit pre-Renaissance, and a Renaissance mm-hmm. largely is like the 1500s, 1600s. Right, so yeah. if you imagine that Game of Thrones was only like 400 years ago... Well, to me, Game of Thrones doesn't exist on a real anywhere. <laughs> okay, it's, Game of Thrones is in a different... Uh, <laughs> Uh, alternate yeah <laughs> but okay but i'm saying medieval times if you've seen any other like medieval show yeah that was only 400 years ago and what we're talking about was literally nine thousand well, years ago okay if it was 1400 years ago or if it was 400 if it was 1400 yeah. bc that was like six or seven hundred years ago wait are you saying 14 oh you're saying medieval was 1400 bce no but for the 1400s right yeah so yeah it was a super long time ago yeah you said oh. it was like 400 years ago Oh my god, you're right. That's just not good math. No. That was really bad math. We're in 2017. That would be 600 years ago. Where did I get four from? I, I think I was just really excited about four. I'm just really excited about history. I just wanted history. to be very clear for our, our listeners that we so understand if, time. If medieval was 600 years ago, multiply that times a number that I'm not going to math right now and think about how old it is that people invented wine and beer first. Um, yeah, so that's that's super yeah. interesting. It is clay tablet poem it about is. beer. So once beer was uh, commercialized in Mesopotamia and um, Sumeria, Babylon, then the next people to take it over were Egypt. And this has a little bit of a fascinating joint back to your uh, wine. Egypt was really big on beer, and they traded it a lot with Mesopotamia, and then basically expanded their own beer production. Mm. Um, but then it spread to Northern Europe, um, specifically Germany, has a lot of um, history with beer. What? It does. I and would not have guessed. I don't know. Fascinating tidbit about this. And this is real. Um, I know this because of Ben, is that <laughs> they're, uh, they have these purity laws that came about. I don't remember when, but they had these purity laws like a, a couple hundred years ago at least. And the they decreed that beer could only be made with... Uh, four ingredients water barley hops and then oh later, later yeah you yeast. did tell me that mm-hmm. okay but well i didn't say it on the podcast did oh I? that's right <laughs> yes with these uh water barley hops and yeast and it remains that way to this day so literally in germany they can't do as much experimentation as a lot of other countries in the world mm-hmm. so even though it's known very renowned for its beer it's beer it's beer has to be in fact very um simple because it can't be yeah so 
uh, beer expanded to northern Germany or northern Europe, but also critical to note that it was also women who were the early brewers in Europe as well. Yes, Again, because it was cooked in, in the, the home, kitchen. it was in the kitchen, yeah. and so they were all the brewers of Germany, which I find really great to think of like a master brewer, someone who just knows all back. this information about fermentation, and it's the women in um, in the um, society, which is, is awesome. Fantastic. One more tidbit about Northern Europe that I think is also fascinating is the um, um, monastic brewers because uh, basically early Christian monks took mm-hmm. over the process of brewing after women and it still remains an integral part of monastic life today. Like there are Interesting. brewers in Europe who brew beer at the mm-hmm. brewery and it's extreme it's an extremely important component of their monastic life which is fascinating it is fascinating i think beer and wine and i I should have gotten more into the the biblical implications of wine but they Mm -hmm. just became such a part of of culture and a part of yeah religious um practices and i mean wine is in the bible a lot like there wasn't like a a good way to go through each each uh occurrence of wine but that's crazy there's a lot of wine. But yeah. So basically, monks definitely have a lot to do with um, brewing beer. I wouldn't have guessed that. I, for some reason, monks to me feel... Which... You should look up monastic breweries. There's a lot of... the ones that can't drink, though? Um, which religious figurehead is that? Um, Can the Pope drink? Yeah. He's really? Italian. He probably drinks a lot of wine. Oh, wine. Okay. Yeah. But he can't like go out and like grab a craft beer, can he? he's the pope i guess why would he not <laughs> i don't know well so, i mean like <laughs> there are some religious figureheads that can't do things right i'm well, so ignorant but this I don't, is what the rest is about is learning i don't know but i do know and i can't i'm actually blanking on thinking of a lot of the brewery mm-hmm. brands right now but there are definitely monastic brewed beers okay. that uh are really popular and very rare or, or like Mm-hmm. delicious or people will go to far miles to get them and they're brewed by mm-hmm. monks so, interesting i don't know but we'll that's that's real that yeah yep so someday, I, someday. I also want to blow your mind one more time about beer origins and that is the ipa do you know what ipa stands for um um inter nope uh, IPA. It's, yes. it's the ones that real real hoppy and they taste real um, yes. real strong. So There's so I many guess... people yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in their cars like. Or there's Don't two people because yeah, no one's listening. Is this like a <laughs> is this like a common knowledge thing that I'm dumb? I about? think so. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, I see. I'm not really a big beer person, so go ahead and tell me what, what is so the IPA is an India pale ale. Oh yes, no, I did know that. I was trying to think of like. Oh, no. like, a, like a Greek, like Indian. Well, see, that's why I told you you would definitely, like, you definitely should know it. <laughs> I did know India Pale Ale. Oh my gosh. So the India Pale Ale, though, do you know anything about its history? No, I don't really okay. see beer. And this is my fun side note about beer that I've told you, but not on yes. the podcast, is that I didn't really drink beer until I was dating or trying to date my now boyfriend because I wanted to impress him because I knew that <laughs> he drank a lot of beer and it's like a cultural thing. You you want to be that, that, that awesome person that's like, yeah. Give me a beer. I'm I drink cool beer. with it. Yeah, you don't want to go to the bar and be like, I don't really drink beer. So, like, for the first, like, two years we dated, um, I find beer to be a really acquired taste. Yeah, absolutely. Same absolutely. thing as, like, coffee and wine, I guess, but I hadn't acquired it yet is the difference. So, I I now do enjoy beer. I definitely prefer non-IPAs and more mm-hmm, um, for sure. citrusy notes. <laughs> um, and I definitely love like good ciders and, and all of that. But uh, it's definitely acquired. Now I don't hate it. In the beginning, I was literally having to like stomach it. And then the there things were things we do for love. Oh yeah, and there were times when it was like another round, and I was I was thinking in my head, how am I going to drink this beer in front of me? Like Aww. now I'm fine. But I was trying so hard to impress him where it was to the point that it was um, very hard for me to get through drinks and I would like sneak pouring it to the grass. Oh my we, gosh. Oh no, it was really hard because if you don't love something and you haven't acquired... and you, well, know, you just don't drink it. I know. Well, I was just, I was trying real hard and it Aww. worked. We're three years strong now. Well, so. I mean. So to everyone, change your tastes <laughs> to, <laughs> so that you can fall in love and be oh happy in gosh. a relationship. That's the moral of the story. It's not. Um, the IPA, okay, so IPA though is extra hoppy, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the British, when they were in control of India, they really wanted to drink beer in India, but it was too oh. hot to brew it in India. It would get, interesting. It would not work, 
And so they would brew it in England, but it would Mm -hmm. take like six months on a boat to get to India. And so it would be disgusting by the time it got there too. So their solution was to put in more and more hops. I think it's partially to mask flavor if it goes bad, like back in the day, Hmm. whereas that doesn't happen anymore now. But Mm -hmm. I think it's also to, Mm -hmm. um, because it's a, I think it helps preserve it. And so they would have to make it really super hoppy to survive to get to India huh. so that they could drink their that beer. Is, yeah, that's interesting. So the I India would assume pillow. that, yeah, every kind of type of beer and wine, I guess, like you asked me about red versus white, which is something mm-hmm. um, definitely the Additions Attic will have <laughs> next time. But I mean, or probably not. I'll probably sort of additions. forget. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm, I need <laughs> what, to know. What I'm supposed to research right. for next time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's beer all right i love the female brewers yeah that's a highlight and you also got to learn the invention of the straw purportedly i don't know i love straw i've since stopped using them because of their impact on the environment but i love straws and that would have been me if i was an ancient woman and someone was like i need you to drink this i would have been like can i have a straw first (laughs) (laughs) that would have been me right there inventor of straw (laughs) yeah (laughs) That would have been my beer, claim, claim to fame. Yeah, if you had if you had brewed it, I would have been like, no, 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 hold on. Did it actually? Did it say what that material was? Was it like a bamboo shoot? Or like it doesn't a... say. I'm really okay. interested in knowing. Okay. It would have to be something like that. Yeah, um, I mean, it had to be sturdy enough where it wasn't like falling apart. But I mean, something probably plant based because they yeah. didn't have paper yet, apparently. Or yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, so no, they no. Weren't using priorities. The, uh, the tent Pri- straws. Priorities. Well, all right. Yeah. I think the the general um the uh, general theme here though is uh, the alcohol before, is the before, very old. The alcohol is very old. Yes. It's actually microbes to be fermentation is fermentation. a naturally occurring thing, and right. the humans capitalized on it for sure as soon right. as they could. Yeah, and it was more of a discovery than it was an invention for sure. It's yeah. something that happens naturally in nature, and um, we made it better. Yep. Or we discovered it after realizing that bread and, I guess, grapes will go bad. Or not go, not in bread's yeah. case, but. Well, but no, yeah. but, I, but grains and some. They, yeah, they, but they're grains. worse at making bread. So. Oh, and we also learned that Pliny the Elder is going to be pretty much in everything that we do now. From now yes, on, so we have we've, purchased that book. We've heard this. Yeah, so he will <laughs> All be. Right. Me and Olivia and Pliny will be hanging out <laughs> again add, soon. We're gonna add his name to the the byline of the the podcast. Oh yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a featured a featured creator. Yeah. All right, well, that's that, all we have. That's all we have. Join us uh, next time on the Origins of. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Visit us online at theoriginsofpodcast.com. This podcast was produced by Johnny Stubbs and was recorded in Atlanta, Georgia.